we are back at it again with another one this is the astrology forecast for uh, may 14th the week of may 14th i'm using side real vedic astrology new york new york 12 noon and i am using the placidus whole house or i'm sorry the placidus house system these are the planetary placements and this will be the week that i have titled real recognize real the Ascendant will be in Capricorn at 24 degrees in the 7th house. I personally never liked Capricorn energy anywhere near the 7th house and vice versa. This energy gives off a gold digger type of vibe, okay? Only wanting to be in relationships and partnerships that are beneficial or provide beneficial reasons, honestly and truly. This gives me the Ten of Pentacles in Tarot. Now, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be around other successful and ambitious folks. However, the way people are set up these days, this is a recipe for getting taken advantage of and or used. Of course, that is not always the case, but this is definitely what others are feeling or thinking at this time regarding our relationships or a potential relationship. This placement can indicate a wealthy and affluent person thinking about courting or marrying someone, but concerned about the intention of the other. This can also just be a general statement and standard for all relationships moving forward. There's an underlying questioning of one's value, potential, and benefits. This gives a what-do-you-bring-to-the-table kind of vibe. Now, the Ascendant will be in Cancer at 24 degrees in the first house. As I always and will continue to say, the Ascendant rules our perceptions that we create in reality. We can all agree that Cancerian energy is major on the security uh, on all fronts, extents, and facets of life, okay? The glasses on this week is either is whether or not the person, place, or thing is providing you with security. The descendant is the cause um, of the effects with the ascendant. Underneath all is everyone, basically underneath it all is everyone's questioning, you know, what someone or something brings to the table. The reason for that is due to seeking security in life and love and work and in general. Be careful with this positioning because the ascendant swims within the third deacon that is ruled by Neptune. There's a strong, impressionable, imaginative, and relationship-oriented feel to this energy, in addition to Cancer's uh, uh, supreme feeling ability. So in other words, be careful of being sweet-talked and finessed this week. Someone will, um, you know, someone will attempt to say what they think you want to hear at this time. The thing is, some people are truly looking for the right person to be intimate and or to collaborate with. We all want security and finances, love, home, and in life. And keep that in mind that there are others who actually prey off of that security need and use it against you in hopes to use you. Anytime Neptune energy is involved, it truly requires a high level of discernment because for some, this is a warning and for others, this is going to be a blessing. It's important to be aligned with yourself and energy to avoid attracting or being attracted to someone who has intentions on using you for their gain. It's also important to be aligned with yourself and the energy to be in position of attracting what, what you want and need. Now, going back to the descendant in the seventh house that Libra and Venus rules, the lesson with anything you know, Venus-related is simply you are what you attract and vice versa. 
With the Ascendant and Descendant in Capricorn and Cancer, the themes of this week is truly real recognize real. If you enter into a bad business deal, there's something bad within you that was attracted to it. If you enter into a loving relationship, there's something good energetically within that attracted this new love and etc. Take it as it resonates. The Midheaven will be in Aries at 16 degrees in the 10th house. The Midheaven in astrology is commonly understood to represent our purpose in life, the work we are here to do and master in brief. I find that this sign the Midheaven is in reveals this energetic it, it reveals energetic tools that are needed to carry out your purpose. Your purpose is always found within the North Node, the sign and the house that it's in. And so with that being said, the North Node is currently in Aries at 9 degrees in the 9th house. The Midheaven is in Aries at 16 degrees in the 10th house. So if the Midheaven is the tools and the skills needed to accomplish our North Node, for those who are wondering, you know, that exactly why the Midheaven is amped up, you know, more considering the degrees being higher, this is another way to look at this energy. Have you ever noticed that you are required to do more in the beginning, but when you reach, you know, the CEO or manager level, you usually do less? Well, that's the vibe right now. The Midheaven at 16 degrees is boldly shining in the second degree that is ruled by Leo and the Sun. You are learning how to be bold, confident, protective, friendly, a great communicator, loyal, idealistic. Because you are learning this, you are attracted to it as well. But again, let's spin the block back to the Descendant in Capricorn and Capricorn rules the 10th house that the Midheaven in Aries is occupying. If you are learning to be bold and confident and you are attracted to it, someone who wants to be in a relationship with you may act bold and confident to get something out of you. I know, plot twist. This energy can play out amazing for some depending on their energy and situations. However, in most cases, this is someone attempting to mimic what you are attracted to or worse, pretend to be interested in the things that you are just to use you for what they feel you can bring to the table. The 10th house deals with public image and reputation. Most people do things to save face and to appear a certain way for benefits. I am certainly implying that others will be um I am certainly implying that others will be pretending to gain from you. Um I am also implying that others will present opportunities for you. Um, you know, f- f- to you for your skills and tools that you've developed. All right. In most cases, both will occur and you'll need to make a tough decision. It's honestly giving career or relationship. Um, and for most, it's going to be a hard to choose between the two because either can fail. It's giving independence versus dependence in a relationship. Again, a relationship can be professional, intimate and platonic. No one acts, but personally, I choose myself and I choose to go at life alone with a life that I create on my own terms. The IC will be in Libra at 16 degrees in the fourth house. The IC is somewhat similar to the Descendant in astrology. The Descendant plays an energetic shadow, whereas the IC to me governs our generational roots and or curses. However, both the IC and the Descendant are hidden and in the shadows, but very active indeed. Before we get started into this placement, I am sensing very strong Scorpio energy, even though there isn't any. I will keep you posted. Now, moving forward, the generational roots of some, um, if you resonate, is Uranus ruled. 
So the IC in Libra at 16 degrees um, activated Uranus energy in your bloodline. Okay, so this may or may not resonate with you. However, unique, trendsetting, eccentric, and stylish having ways are being admired at this time. These are the things that you may have hidden, but they're being activated to come out. All right, and you're going to find that people actually admire this, okay? Um, in other words, if you have any Aquarius or 11th house placements in your natal chart, those areas are being activated and simultaneously others are attracted to it. The fourth house is associated with Cancer and the Moon. We already discussed that the Ascendant in Cancer, where energetically you are others, were seeking security in all aspects, including your most vulnerable um, but authentic characteristics. The Moon is hidden and people go above and beyond to hide their emotions and soul. Well, here, this reveals what you need and or are seeking on a soul, emotional, and spiritual level. Meanwhile, be mindful because, again, others are attracted to what they deem a weakness. It's like a moth to a flame. It's like an empath to an, in a narcissist. The energy here is uh, knowing who to trust with your most vulnerable and sacred areas of you because not everyone is safe to be vulnerable around. Sometimes it's imperative to hide who you truly are to protect yourself other times this can work against you and turn someone or something off because you're not being real even if it's because you were just simply scared this is truly some libra energy a balance needs to be found here the ascendant descendant midheaven and ic are all major themes of this week it's like the major arcana energies if we were talking tarot however i digress let's dive in to see how these energies will play out and remember real recognizes real so the sun will be in aries at 29 degrees in the 10th house the sun in aries is breaking through and with that being said it's almost officially tourist season with the sun in aries at such a high degree i feel the need to reflect during Aries season, we all went through the motions of redirecting our energies, exerting that energy in our respective passions. We've developed confidence, experienced some sexual flings, and some even stepped out on faith. Um, okay. Now, some expanded upon intellectual studies, delving deeper, okay, while others became more extroverted, outspoken, and developed skills of initiating new projects and or goals. It was giving clean slate vibes, off to the races vibes, and choosing your path vibes. Now, as we head into Taurus season, it is now time to develop consistency, hard work, and patience. Everything that was started in the Aries season now needs to be maintained in Taurus season. Taurus energy is very slow to get started, but once in the groove, there's no stopping Taurus energy. For those who maintain, you will begin to enjoy the fruits of your labor. Taurus in the first deacon is ruled by Venus. Expect a peak in materialism, aesthetics, passion, and pleasure seeking, but getting. <laughs> again, that uh, again, there's still that descendant in Capricorn shadow, so be mindful of others trying to be friendly, social, and helpful around this time because they want what you have and how you know they want what you have and they can see how you can benefit them. And I promise they're gonna try their hardest to gain access to you. Now, the sun in Aries is within the third deacon where Jupiter rules. There's a strong blessed and freedom having and creative energy expanding for some here. This will clearly attract others. Excuse me. Uh, this will clearly attract others who want to be friends. This could be a good and or bad thing or both. 
to each his own. No one acts, but personally, no new friends. I'm good, love, and joy. Um, I was definitely shooting in the gym alone while others were outside the gym shooting at the gym. So with that being said, um, I was alone working towards my success um, while I had people trying to steal, delay, or control that success. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly good off these people. I'm good. Now, the moon will be in Aquarius at 26 degrees in the eighth house. Bluntly, just know you're in some deep shit with this eighth house, all right? Now, let's determine the depth with this energy. Now, I'll be honest because we're talking about the moon, which is an honest energy, um, but I literally just sat here blank, not knowing how to interpret this energy. But then I realized that's the point. The emotional territory you are now entering in and experiencing is completely foreign, dare I say, weird. The energy overall is ruled by Venus and the third deacon. Things may appear attractive, fast, and even romantic for some, but there's a strong indication of a scammer or player from the Himalayas. There's a strong need to tap into your instincts to make sound judgments during this time period. Uh, things just feel and appear too good to be true. All right, just question it. I'm not saying don't enjoy yourself or to not be happy. Um, you know, just don't be love bombed or put into a humanitarian position by force. It just seems like something is going to be moving extremely fast to an extent where you do not know how to feel about what's going on. This could be due to a good thing as well. You know, maybe something overwhelming, so overwhelming occurs that puts you in a happy shock. The eighth house is definitely depth. Um, it could be hidden information being exposed or an inheritance of some sort. Maybe an unplanned uh, wedding, pregnancy, death, or, you know, any kind of bond. All right. Maybe coming up that, you know, you may not know how to feel about it. Mercury will be in Aries at 11 degrees in the ninth house, and Mercury is officially direct. I find that the thoughts con contradict the feelings at this time for people. Mercury in Aries is thinking within the second deacon that is ruled by the sun and Leo. You may be thinking confident, happy, and creative thoughts. You may even be funnier than usual this day or attracted to comedy. Nonetheless, it's giving a vibe of thinking you should be happy because you have it all, etc. But with the moon in Aquarius, there's an emotional numbness, a shock, or indifference. Mercury in the second deacon definitely indicates happiness, proudness, and a bold energy that only expands in the ninth house. It's like opportunities being open to you that you never thought imaginable, basically. There's a shocking element, okay? This placement can also indicate some kind of threatening words, argument, or altercation that requires the law to get involved, you know? Or this could also just be haters trying to battle you with knowledge or question or undermine, you know, what it is that you know or say. All right, this also can indicate a clear difference in the way you and or others think, your morals, values, Beliefs are completely different and clearly guiding, you know, you towards a different path or a different direction. Um, you know, those of you who resonate with this energy, you will find uh, around this time that you do not care about anyone else's path but your own. There's a higher understanding going on mentally, which frees you from caring about choices that others make. Meanwhile, others will, you know, they may be triggered by the fact that you think differently, hence is why your life looks differently. You know, everyone is in competition about who knows more. Um, the energy here, you know, at least for you, is live and let live. 
If someone wants to think that the sky is purple, great. If a woman wants to think that her pussy is power, that's great too. If a man wants to think he's a player from the Himalayas, great. It's giving, you know, you know, you're leaving people where they're at. Like there's no trying to learn, teach. You're just leaving them where they're at. Okay. Everyone nowadays wants to be heard, all right, and followed due to their ego, which usually leads them and others astray. Now, the ninth house is a spiritual and or religious house, all right, and educational house at that as well. So some are going to follow their inner guidance while others are going to, you know, follow external and egotistical guidance. Personally, I don't care. I have my path. And those who want to follow me are more than welcome. However, I am not forcing anyone. I'm not fighting anyone, nor am I debating with anyone the path in which I am on and called to go on, nor am I forced, you know, I'm not, I'm just not forcing anyone to go where I'm going. Right. All right. When the ego is involved, there's a clear indication that someone wants to be heard, followed, um, and you know, they need attention and they're willing to compete for it. I personally, I will not. All right. I will not. And I just will not. All right. This is giving for some, it's giving like a do you boo boo. Okay. Energy. If anyone wants to think, you know, that they know more than you know more than me, let them, that's pretty much the energy. Let them, okay. Let them go ahead and prove it. If they can let them talk shit. All right. We, you know, we don't really acknowledge people talking shit. We need to see the work and backing it up. So there's, you know, that's why they say the best revenge is your paper, because that requires you putting in hard work to get that paper. There's no point in you debating with anyone, especially if you guys are on two different, you know, paths, period. You're just wasting your time, you know, off to the races. All right. So again, it's just giving an energy where, you know, if anyone wants to challenge you, you know, simply inform them that they are more than willing to use you as inspiration to start their own channel, business, whatever, you know, but let them know you're not arguing with nobody. So they can either kick rocks or they can use that inspiration, all right, to create their own shit, put, pave their own way, and boom. Anyway, moving forward, let me see where I'm at. La, 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 la. Yeah, so just to reiterate, this placement gives a, you know, you know, don't talk about it, be about it, you know, word to the wise, time will always tell who's really about it, you know, refer back to the sun and Aries in the 10th house, the sun started, you know, the sun started some shit. And now with the sun moving into Taurus, it's now time to maintain that shit you started, it's kind of giving like, you know, keep that same energy type of vibe. All right, so we're going to see if these people can keep that same energy. All right. Now, Venus is in Gemini at 13 degrees in the 11th house. So during this time, your thoughts, mind, actions um, are, you know, now attracting the same energy. So this gives what goes around, comes around kind of vibe. All right. Now, in the 11th house of groups and associations, expect to be attracted towards your ego and or for others, your soul tribes, respectively. It's giving brother from another mother vibes. However, you know, with all groups, teams, and alliances, there's always opposition and rivalry. It comes with the territory, you know, just like celebrities have their own gang, like the Barb's for Nicki Minaj, or maybe the Beehive's for Beyonce's fans, okay? If someone goes against the gang, there can be problems, all right? And in this case, it's word fights, you know, I guess. 
it's giving information and you know and name brand wars all right everyone wants to believe that they have the best of the best in all things in life we all want to have the best of the best including our social groups you know for example but this is like a barb who disrespects beyonce all right all the beehives are going to start attacking on behalf of beyonce the same goes for if a beehive attacks nikki expect all the barbs to start busting back period all right so i do view this energy and dynamic as supportive honestly this gives genuine support backup um but most importantly friendship and loyalty um you know the folks you're attracting um and are attracted to at this time will eventually become family to you um and that's where that adoptive energy is coming from this explains that brother from another mother energy you know that's where i was getting it from um i have to stress you are attracting energies who you are basically okay so i personally view this as great however it may manifest badly or destructive for others this is like you know those red pill men or maybe they're blue pill i don't even know but those men who like to bash women and they all come together you know as a group for that very reason you know to them they truly believe that they're being productive and uplifting however on the outside looking in that group you know the outside looking in that group of women haters you know are you know view as, viewed as destructive the same concept can go for a group of spiritualists linking up together you know these spiritualists are attracting each other and forming a friendship in a group these spiritualists think that they're being healthy and healing. Meanwhile, someone from the outside may be looking in, deeming that spiritualist group as evil. The energy truly is Gemini energy. This is two faces of the same thing. Energetically, just know groups, alliances, and friendships are forming for the long haul at this time. It is giving commitments, loyalty, and compromise energy. But of course, be careful because Gemini energy can be two-faced and tricky. And take that from a Gemini. Hello. I personally change my mind a lot. All right. So if this is in regards to a relationship, a commitment, you know, proceed with caution. Someone may be telling you what it is that you want to hear to get something or to trap you. And then they're going to change their mind on you. So this is like someone's claiming that they want to chill, you know, children, you get pregnant and then they leave. They change their mind. All right. The same can go in business, you know, these very friendships and or family ties. It's all really tricky. Basically, this energy can only manifest the highest vibration with no tricks. Um, you know, if only your energy is pure. OK, so, you know, that's truly the key here. You know, personally, I got into a situation at work and it wasn't looking good for me. However, I ended up getting investigated. And after about a day or so, I was cleared. From a spiritual perspective, I kind of viewed that situation as me being judged and put on trial. Um, the verdict was that I was innocent, you know, hence me being cleared from the allegation. You know, my integrity was being judged and it manifested at work for me to see. My energy was clear and so I manifested a clear judgment. You know, when Mercury's retrograded, there, there's always going to be situations that are being brought to um, your attention and the attention of others. This is like a review, an audit, all right? But basically, this is a spiritual judgment that's pending. This is what retrogrades, um, ret retrograded energy in astrology is about anyway, okay? So with Mercury going direct, judgment um, and justice is being sent out. 
karma essentially is being dished out and you are attracting the exact replica of your energy so did you attract a bad relationship money problems or debt did you attract discounts peace a clear bill of health did you attract a potential love partner did you attract confidence you know that paved the way for opportunities and success this is pretty much what the vibe is here now mars is going to be in cancer at two degrees in the 12th house okay so this energy gives me the vibe of some kind of failure ending or completion it definitely gives waving the white flag kind of vibe all right so mars definitely innate i'm sorry mars definitely initiates that action and remember with mercury and aries it was giving don't start none won't be none well now those who started some shit had you know they've been they've been ended they've been defeated that defeat is here and now they're coming back they're coming crawling back with their tail in between their legs you know looking for sympathy and some nurturing okay <laughs> this does also indicate new loyalties forming you know for some of you the one who betrayed you now turns into your most loyal ally however as always i do have a responsibility to remind you that this can also be a false waving of a white flag this can be an energy that someone acts like they are surrendering in hopes to lowering your defenses and then they will attack to end you. I personally lean towards the latter. I just don't trust anyone. And I remember I was mentioning feeling Scorpio energy with the IC in Libra in the fourth house. Well, it, this is fucking wild because this is definitely giving me revenge energy for sure. You know, hypothetically, Let's say Mars is in Scorpio at two degrees in the 12th house. The energy reveals Pluto energy, okay, which is a tower in tarot. There's secretive, driven, sexual, obsessive, grief, loss, and possible suffering energy that's experienced here, or this was what is plotted and planned, you know, with this white flag. That's not really a white flag. Um, this is even more wild because it's deeply hidden. Mars is actually in Cancer at two degrees, all right, which is within the first deacon that is ruled by the moon. So this energy encourages an initiation of peacemaking, a gentle and passive energy. But honestly, to me, I believe it's a setup. All right, a setup for some type of attack or revenge. You know, this can even be an energy where someone attempts to make peace with you and you reject the offer and then this triggers them um in the into the 12th house okay <laughs> it's giving ko energy or you know there can be a secret marriage or relationship okay this energy can manifest in many different ways but this is the vibe that i'm getting now jupiter is going to be in aries at five degrees in the ninth house okay so remember that show improve energy that we talked about well that energy is at play here Remember, Jupiter is always going to expand or activate whatever energy that is already there. So with Jupiter in Aries in the ninth house, it just reiterates what was going on with the sun in Aries in the 10th house. The sun in Aries had started a path, made a decision, and followed through with whatever. Well, the sun is preparing to transition into the sign of Taurus, the hardworking and slow grinding sign. It's giving carrying of your own cross kind of vibe. It's all fun and games when we choose free will. And just based off of past energies leading up to this point, God definitely was giving the gift of free will. Everyone made their choices and paths, and we are all off to the races considering the North Node, Mercury, Midheaven, 
the sun all in Aries and it's all direct. Keep in mind, with every new level, there's always new devils, okay? Only the strong will survive. Let's see where people's spirit guides, ancestors, religion, spirituality. Let's see where their beliefs, their values, their family, friends, and just their basic knowledge. Let's see where it leads them. Let's see where it leads you. Personally, I'm confident that I'm going to be led to the top. So I guess it's safe to say I'll see y'all at the top, right? Ready, set, go, bitch. (laughs) But no, on a serious note, it's giving the book of Matthews chapter 7, verse 15 through 20 quote watch out for false prophets they come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly they are ferocious wolves by their fruit you will recognize them do people pick grapes from the thorn bushes or figs from the thistles likewise every good tree bears good fruit but a bad tree bears bad fruit a good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. I'm also going to go ahead and key to continue this church moment and take you to the book of Matthews, verse 21 through 23. Quote, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but only the ones um, only the one does only the ones who do the will of the father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, you evil doers. Quote, the next chapters are titled the wise and foolish builders. And remember with the sun and Aries transitioning into Taurus, the energy is demanding maintaining, but more importantly, Taurus energy is builder energy. So wisdom derives from the ninth house. In other words, we will see who is truly wise based off of their foundation and fruit of their labor. We will also see the foolish builders who had no real wisdom or foundation. We will see that their fruit has gone bad. Saturn is in Aquarius at 12 degrees in the seventh house. What a weird mix of energies here, literally. I find it quite hard to explain, and I believe I had the same feeling when I was attempting to interpret the moon in Aquarius at 26 degrees in the the eighth house. With the moon in Aquarius, there were feelings of not resonating with your thoughts. It's like someone who thinks that they are the shit, but emotionally they don't feel that way. It's a front, and usually people overcompensate with this conflict of energy. I'm getting an energy of biting off more than one can chew. And here comes Saturn applying pressure. This is like someone frauding that they want a family, kids, and a wife. They get all of those things and then the pressure of responsibility of maintaining what they decided to do. All right, they can't handle it. It's like choosing to buy a new car and now the pressure of those car payments are now overwhelming you. You know, this can, you know, be as simple as someone who treated you very poorly, you know, and like they didn't need you only for the pressure to be applied that they do need you. This is truly a very humbling energy for sure. The decisions that people made, the direction folks chose to go, those new devils are getting in position. And like I forementioned above, only the strong will survive. We already saw with Mars and Cancer that some people are going to be waving the white flag And it's important to note that Saturn takes a lot of time and time is usually required for solid change to occur. 
The seventh house indicates relationships, and with that being said, do not allow someone to love bomb you, no pun intended. Do not allow someone to use emotions or sob stories to release your defenses. This is like you putting a child on punishment and they give you puppy dog eyes to get off that punishment. Now, if you're in a relationship and someone wants to make amends or reconcile, you need to give it time. You need to make them prove they've changed over time. If you want a successful relationship and to gain uh, respect and loyalty, this person needs to prove it. In fact, you both need to prove it and it takes time. Do not allow someone off the hook just because they show surrender temporarily. Jupiter in Aries was even confirming that any and all energies around you need to prove. They need to show and prove and that truly takes time to do. Okay. Um, If this does not pertain to a relationship, this can clearly be an energy where it may have taken a long time for others to fuck with you. (laughs) It's giving the lesson you may have had to overcome was accepting your uniqueness, your differences. This could also be an energy where your lesson was to finally choose yourself. We are all unique and different. However, most try to hide, conceal, and even become someone else. This is why they attract a false life that isn't in alignment with who they truly are. It gets to a point where people truly do not know who they are and then get triggered when someone who owns their uniqueness, you know, no matter what. It's like it's like energy where you have a broken down vehicle, but you love it and others judge you because they deem you to have less. This is like being outcasted and shunned the majority of your life and you learn to love yourself regardless It's giving you versus the world, and now the world wants to be with you. Now the world fucks with you. It's giving the Cinderella story vibes, all right? It's also giving the good to, you know, giving too good to be true vibes. But all in all, life is about to be a hell of a lot easier for you. Refer back to Venus and Gemini in the 11th house. Basically, the the streets fuck with you. Now, Uranus is going to be in Aries at 25 degrees in the 10th house. This gives a very shocking but very successful energy, okay? A star is being realized. The star has already been born, hence is why I did not say a star has been born. I said a star is now being realized. It's just a matter of time. um, I'm sorry, it's just a matter of being able to see the star. It reminds me of... um, astronomy and trying to find star constellations this could also indicate a new discovery in astronomy a new planet or constellation may be more lit around this time as well for discovery this would represent a star seed here on earth glowing up okay now on a more humble level i am sensing a new face this can be a new manager ceo celebrity teacher leader or sheriff even Someone is being exalted um, or in complete control of their future at this time or taking complete control of their future. This can also indicate, you know, suddenly quitting a job or breaking, you know, from whatever chains or obligations you were, you know, expected to uphold. It's giving strong fuck you energy. Uh, I can't even lie. Uh, It's giving a never looking back kind of vibe. This is, you know, going hard and never going home. This energy kind of reminds me of when I suddenly, you know, quit my job of four years at Bank of America. You know, it was so sudden and quite shocking um, and I was scared shitless, you know, but in that fear, I made progress. 
it was like I gave myself no choice or option but to swim. It's like it's definitely giving sink or swim energy. Granted, I did end up getting another part-time, well, getting a part-time job eventually, but the principle behind me quitting was trusting myself and trusting that I can make it happen on my own. I was taking a stand against conformity and being boxed in, and I mean literally, I was working in a call center. I was boxed in and miserable. Excuse me. Uranus has been triggering folks to do some shocking shit. All right, Uranus is triggering people to go against the grain and only the bravest souls are willing to answer the call. Okay, so this will trigger those, especially who really felt cocky and arrogant, you know, because, you know, um, it's going to be triggering those because, yeah, they're not able to rise to the occasion. Meanwhile, others who are brave enough to break free will be giving, you know, be getting mad reasons to be cocky and arrogant on an authentic level. You know, you're going to have a reason to hype yourself up, basically. It does remind me of the reading I did for Scorpio or 8th House Energies. The title was called, They Are Mad You're Taking a Cocky Moment. (laughs) I posted that reading a few days ago. And so it's nice to see that the reading, you know, I read the energy properly considering astrology's backing it up. But anyway, you know, some will, you know, feel arrogant because they conform. So basically, you know, you have people who are arrogant because you know, they live a boxed in life. All right. They're constricted. And so, you know, they're limited and that makes them feel safe and arrogant. All right. But then you'll have others who feel arrogant because they are living life on their own terms. And this is, you know, it's, it's much bigger. The world is a hell of a lot bigger. And then for you to live on your own terms, like that's the real bravery to each his own though. All right. But, um, it is what it is. Just expect someone to be triggered at this time. Um, And I truly doubt it's going to be the group of people who made it work on their own. You know, you know, the fabulous, he's a rapper. He said, happy hoes, you know, happy hoes ain't hating and hating hoes ain't happy. So if anyone has a problem with you, you know, living life on your own terms, that should immediately let you know that, you know, they, they are hating on you because they're boxed in. It's, it's very clear. (laughs) Talking about clarity, Neptune will be in Pisces at two degrees in the eighth house. This energy reminds me of Dory, you know, or Dora, Dory, swimming upon a cave and trying to determine whether or not she should swim inside or keep it pushing. This reminds me of the city of El Dorado or maybe Harry Potter when he ran into the wall, you know, (laughs) at the train station. Something that seems strange or unrealistic is actually reality, okay? This reminds me of a strong current And as I typed this, I couldn't help but notice that the vertex is in Sagittarius, which to me, the vertex is a very strong current or storm. Also, noting the eighth house, which represents a deep and dark place, similar to my cave example. All I know is that energetically, this cave is deep, dark, and a bit intimidating. It's funny because personally, I am progressing into a Scorpio 12th house stellium. I digress. Since we're talking about bravery with Uranus and Aries and some feeling energetically triggered to make a drastic change, all right, they will find themselves going inside this cave, finally saying fuck it and going in. This energy reminds me of being thrown in the den um, with wolves and then you come out running the pact. This also gives me underdog, you know, now top dog energy. Whenever we are faced with a big, bad, and dark cave, it gives us an opportunity to face our fears and overcome whatever's inside the cave. Yes, it's easier said than done, but with Neptune in the eighth house, there's a strong current um, attempting to pull you under. 
You can either go with the flow or die resisting, and I mean that metaphorically. All right, it was an illusion for Dory to think she had a choice in entering the cave. Okay, I say that because the current um, the current was already going to swoop her. All right, it was just a matter of, as if she fought it or accepted the flow. Now, Neptune is exalted in Venus, so that prompted me to look back at um, the Venus in Gemini 11th house placement. There's a attraction um, of commitment, loyalties, and obligations, alliances, and contracts, okay, at this time. So this does also appear to be an inheritance that was hidden in a cave, or this can also be a front like the waterfall in El Dorado. Most underestimated the waterfall. They, you know, they wouldn't imagine there being a city of gold hidden behind uh, and in a cave, literally. It was behind a waterfall underneath a cave. Like, this shit's crazy, all right? Most underestimated the waterfall, okay? Um, I'm pretty sure there were many who attempted to find this city of gold, all believing that they were the one who were chosen to find it. And I'm pretty sure all failed except for one group. You know, they were able to do the impossible by believing in the impossible. It sounds like it would be in Dory's best interest to trust the current, you know, taking her through the waterfall. Again, this just depends. The oceans um, weren't so kind to some who were trying to exploit the city of gold. Okay, so I am confident that some died on their journeys and some may not make it, all right? Meanwhile, others will. It reminds me of the Titanic, but I will not elaborate because it'll just be too controversial. So basically, to kind of sum this energy up, you are that Dory, like, looking at this cave. Like, hmm, should I go in? Should I not? Now, Neptune, like I said, is a very tricky and illusionary planet. And so Dory thinks that she has a choice in the matter. That cave was already going to pull Dory up up in there. And that's the problem with a lot of people in society. They live an illusionary life thinking that, you know, they're exempt from what's really going to something that's already going to happen anyway. That current was already going to swoop Dory into the cave. But Dory had an illusion that she had a choice. Most people think that they have a choice. Most people think that they're in control and then they're proven wrong and then their bubble is popped and then their feelings get hurt and then it just goes down a deep eighth house cave. You see how that works out? Pluto will be in Capricorn at six degrees in the sixth house. Okay, Pluto is retrograde gang gang. So, to pick back up where we left off, this reminds me of that Titanic actually sinking. We know the damage Pluto can do. If Neptune presented a cave, then Pluto and Capricorn is the boat in which hit the cave. This is like a fisherman hunting for, you know, hunting Dory and the fisher line gets, you know, ends up getting caught, forcing the fisher to fall inside the water and ultimately into the cave and Lord knows what else is going to happen. Now, keep in mind, Neptune is a tricky planet, especially if you do not have uh, proper discernment or a peculiar truth. All right. It's like forgetting your glasses at home. You know, everything that day is going to appear foggy and some may even suffer a headache or worse. Now, in the sixth house of illness, health and routines, Pluto and Capricorn is ruled by Saturn in the first deacon. The energy here is extremely stubborn, materialistic and unchanging and even temperamental. The energy can be restricting and suffocating, especially considering Pluto is coming down. So this is like being inside of a burning building and refusing to exit the building, okay? Those fumes are going to become suffocating to you. 
It's like pushing yourself to the max just for some type of accolade, okay? Or brownie point, okay? Um, Public image type of shit, okay? This is like ignoring your health just to continue making money or, you know, to gain some type of superficial um, accolade. It's like the six of wands in tarot, okay? Um, It's even, you know, this could even be an addiction that someone is refusing to let go of, okay, basically. But this is also like a, you know, someone holding a grudge that's basically starting to affect their own health, all right? So this is like someone, I don't know, it's like... I don't know. It's kind of like what someone eats. They think that you're going to shit out and it's, they're realizing that that's not the case at all. All right. Um, but basically Capricorn energy does rule the bones, teeth, joints, and knees. So there may be some issues in these areas for some. Okay. It, but it's basically to sit someone down to reflect considering Pluto is retrograded and retrograde energies point is to cause a motherfucker to reflect. (laughs) Okay. So hmm, we'll see. The North Node will be in Aries at nine degrees in the ninth house. So this does give me the energy that you are feeling more confident, um, that you're protected on your new journeys and or situations in life. The Aries energy manifested here indicates lessons that were learned regarding aggression, impulsivity, and time management. Life lessons on leadership is well underway considering the degree is at nine degrees. Um, well, it's at nine, which is kind of cusping the 10th degree, which is in the second deacon's territory. So I know that was a mouthful. So sorry. Now the sun is shining bright in the second deacon because it's ruled by Leo. Okay. So congratulations. You are now on the next level, but remember new levels equals new devils. At this time, your confidence, boldness, creativity, your higher consciousness, ideals, spirituality, or religion, or in your connection to such um, will be challenged by these new devils. Okay. On this new level, just remember, quote unquote, if you don't have haters, you ain't popping. All right. At this new level, you are blessed and highly favored. And most will be a witness to this. If you can recall with Jupiter and Aries, and I took you off to, you know, the book of Matthews in brief, the scripture mentioned to judge a person by the tree that it's fruit bears. You can only make a judgment when you can see it, right? So therefore, those devils will see front row your blessings. Now let's spin the block. Pluto is in Capricorn, all right? That's the energy and it's retrograded. So these devils will be crushed Pluto style. These devils will be brought to their knees, okay? No pun intended. (laughs) But remember, Capricorn rules the bones, knees, and the joints. So yeah, they are going to be brought to their knees, (laughs) Oh my God, I'm so nice at this. Anyway, I love astrology, but I digress. These devils are getting knocked out early, you know, by your light, okay? It's going to be blinding to them, okay? It's giving me lights out vibes, literally. Now, for some, the ninth house is protecting your whole life and body from any ill or diseases, but just be careful who you have sexual relations with at this time or who you create with, etc. Um, or, you know, AKA pr- reproduce with. Remember there are devils on the loose and God forbid you contract an STD. Um, but it's definitely giving a very fertile time for some. This could also indicate a pregnancy and a, mar- a marriage following suit. Not everything is bad. I just like to be woke and cautious. So, you know, I'm not trying to fear monger anyone, but just be cautious. 
Lilith is in Cancer at 16 degrees in the 12th house. So this is giving a trigger, all right, being felt on a deep-ass level. Capricorn is Cancer's opposite energy, so there's emphasis on opposition. Opposition is like an attack. So Capricorn rules the bones, joints, and knees, and Pluto is also destructive. So, so much so that a hospital may be needed at this time for some. This can also indicate that some people may be going crazy mentally at this time or forced in a position where they have to think deeply and alone. This can manifest differently for some, but I personally, I know a woman whose sister, you know, just recently got locked up, which is a 12th house thing um, because for a DUI, which is also a 12th house thing. All right. And this was her second DUI, you know, well, now the judge is trying to give her, you know, one to three years. There's a strong force to evaluate and to change, okay, with Lilith and Cancer in the 12th house. And also Pluto and Capricorn, all right? Um, hmm, refer to the planet of change, which is Pluto and Capricorn, basically. But, you know, some people are being humbled, okay? They're either being sent back home, all right, to live with their parents, which is humbling. They're either being sent to jail, which is humbling, or they're going to be sent to a hospital, which is even more humbling, all right? This could also just be a involuntarily, but very voluntarily solitude, you know? So this is someone feeling like forced to kind of take some time out, you know, just be alone. And they're surrendering to just, I'm gonna just be alone for now, you know? So it doesn't, it could be at the very severest level, like jail or a hospital, um, or it could just literally just be, you know, taking time out, being alone, period, all right? So it just depends. Um, now back to what I was saying, side note, energetically, I struggled with this interpreting, interpreting this energy as well. All right. Um, I was also starting to feel extremely hungry and craving, all right, like sweets and junk food. And that usually only happens to me when subconsciously something's bothering me. All right. And the 12th house rules the subconscious. And so someone is going to resort to familiar patterns, which are destructive in order to cope. Meanwhile, others will find a better and more productive way to cope. Okay, so I was literally craving junk food. Um, I've been on a pescatarian diet for about a month now. And I'm just right now I'm fighting the good fight. Like I really I'm kind of like I want to eat. And that's like a comfort thing for me. But it's a destructive comfort thing. So this is kind of what's going on with Lilith and Cancer. It's like, you know, doing something that is destructive because the 12th house can be your undoing. Kind of fighting that as well. All right. Um, so just to finish that up, I almost caved and I thought it was funny because didn't we mention a cave earlier with Dory <laughs> going into the cave? So, yeah. Chiron will be in Pisces at 23 degrees in the ninth house. Okay, so this does give energy vampirism, especially considering Mars is in Cancer, where others are seeking nurturing, but basically energy that they are losing with Pluto and Capricorn. All right, so they're they're seeking nurturing because Pluto is wiping their ass out. All right. <laughs> um. Nothing triggers a Cancerian energy more than someone who appears to be hurt or in need, all right? So Chiron is the asteroid responsible for our pain, trauma, and triggers. Chiron is basically um, in Jupiter, okay? So Jupiter is a beneficial, healing, successful, and spiritual planet, and it's a never-ending energy, and it's very powerful, okay? So it can certainly heal 
And this attracts those who are, you know, who are wounded or who are being wounded by karma, have been wounded by their karma. But just be mindful of energy vampires at this time trying to procreate with you, get involved in your energy and to reap the benefits of your labor. Okay, the fruit of your labor. Be aware of a wolf in sheep's clothing. The ninth house always indicates learning, all right? And Pisces energy is known to have no boundaries and they suffer, you know, the most abuse as well. Well, now you are learning to implement boundaries in such a um, harsh realm, all right? So if this isn't a specific person attempting to drain you or of your energy, this is just, um, this just says that you're learning how to protect your energy from energy vampires in the world. So this is about learning the world. And by learning the world, you're learning how to protect yourself from energies who wish to harm, you know, wish harm on you. Okay. The fortune is in Taurus at 22 degrees um, at in the 10th house. So the energies um, who won this week will be receiving a guardian angel recognition and your sense of destiny. All right. And also you're going to be gaining a magnetic healing ability as well. Okay. Whatever that means. So this is amazing because spiritually speaking, no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. All right. Which much with much gratitude due to your protective angels assigned to you. You also learned recognition. I'm sorry. You earned recognition in your work. Okay. Which then is going to transform into currency. All right. And lastly, you're gaining your purpose in life. Okay. Everyone searches high and low for their purpose and you found it. And so this opens up the door. All right. For, you know, to be rewarded and to be paid greatly for your purpose, something that comes natural to you. So this is a passion. This is great. Honestly, like everybody goes to work and they hate what they do. Your work is not really work, you know, and that's your blessing that you're gaining with this fortune in Taurus. Lastly, the vertex will be in Sagittarius at 13 degrees in the fifth house. This energy would suggest someone just tagging along for the ride, honestly. Sagittarius energy is brave or optimistic enough to weather any storm. However, this gives gold digger energy. We already peeped that there are energy vampires on the loose looking for a come up within a real relationship. All right, they're faking it in order to make it merging with others in order to benefit in some way and somehow from observations i've noticed that female gold diggers will tolerate a lot in order to gain materialistic items money fame and attention gold diggers are willing to overlook succumb and be controlled and used all for the promise of gaining somehow men do the same thing in their menly ways that i do not care to delve into right now the point of this energy is that with the fortune in taurus you are protected connected and respected spiritually as above and so below and it's beginning to show this uh is going to prompt others to be in a rush to be friends in a relationship to hang out to be available whenever you want the fortune in taurus is like the king or queen of pentacles and now you have others wanting to tap into scorpio energy and to merge with you sexually in order to reap your blessings and favor and also to be shielded from their karma their karma is this massive storm refer back to pluto and capricorn this energy reminds me of people, you know, being in debt and then they try to befriend you, hoping that one day they can ask, um, ask a favor for you from you to pay their debt. It's like wanting to be friends, invest time and energy just so that they can justify in the future why you owe them something. You know, fuck these people on God, no new friends or ex-friends for me. 
no new or ex-boyfriends for me unless someone is willing to sign a non-disclosure clause on God or a prenup, something. Okay. (laughs) So these are um, the planetary placements for the week of May 5th. I'm sorry, May 14th. I'll be coming through with the aspects and the updates for the week. Thank you so much. All right. I am on YouTube as well as multiple uh, podcast platforms. (sighs) Thank you so much.